Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Rantcast. This episode is called uh, Expectations v. Reality, Dawn of Cynicism, where we finally talk about Batman v. Superman. And in between a weaving conversation about Batman v. Superman, we end up spoiling a lot of other uh, pop culture things. We talk about a little Once Upon a Time. We talk about the end of the season of Sleepy Hollow. We talk about the DC animated movie, The Flashpoint Paradox. We talk about Wolverine Origins, and then we talk a little Game of Thrones and a Captain America Civil War and how we're excited about those things. So we also forget to introduce ourselves at the beginning. So this podcast has me, your host, Jesse Ulrich, Chris Miller, and Robert Alexander joining us again. So I hope you all enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and uh, leave us a review. We still only have two. So please, please give us another one. Hope you all enjoy and have a great uh, week. Or weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. Everything is catching, yes, everything is catching on the fire. Everything is catching on the fire. Do it live. Do it live. Never gets old, that It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah. Speaking of not getting old, how about that Batman versus Superman? Nailed that intro. <laughs> on, on the scale of Chris segues, like where ten's a great segue and one's a terrible se- segue, I think it's like a four. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, so, um, I I think for me, uh, just to t- just the way I felt about it is, I think after reading all of the overly gleeful negative reviews. So many reviews of it seemingly that the, not all of them, but some of the critics were excited to talk about how awful the movie is. I think it actually put me in a place where I was feeling defiant. So I went in um, basically thinking I was going to like this movie unless it was just awful. And I think I think there were a lot of things about it that I did like. I, I wish they had saved uh, Doomsday for... Another, the start of, a, of another movie, I felt like he was kind of wasted. But overall, I thought there were a lot of well-done characters. Batflack was good. Except he wasn't, he wasn't a very good detective, though, was he? Because he thought a crime lord was a... Uh, he thought a boat was a crime lord for, you know, 20 minutes of the movie. Where he'd been investigating this thing for who knows how long. He's like, oh, it's a boat. And like, uh, he, also, he also shoots guns. Shoots many guns. Yep, but remember, this isn't this isn't a normal Batman. Um, this is the much later, older, jaded Batman who has seen his Robin get basically tortured. He's kind of a broken Batman. So that's why the whole him killing people didn't bother me because that's kind of the Batman he's supposed to be. Did they did they talk about Robin at all? Was no, that you're a ju- thing? no, you're just supposed to know that from the one scene of seeing uh, the Joker having written on um, Batman's old outfit. Yeah, and a lot of that really is more comic book stuff that provides context that uh, that was not really fleshed out in the movie itself. Yeah, so to me, it's more of the same with what they did with Man of Steel, which is <clears throat> they take a movie that, I don't know, could happen at least, let's say, 25% in the daytime. I don't know. They make it all stretching it. Make it all at night and as dark as possible, and make the hero kill about, I don't know, fifty percent more people than they would ever consider killing 
in their darkest. I mean, we, we should say that car chase, that Batman car chase, which again was very cool. Um, he killed. He dragged a car behind his Batmobile just yep. so he could throw it at people. Like nice. it, that was a vengeful, sadistic Batman. Which again, yeah. I'm okay with as far as the story goes. But then the, the, here's the problem with this movie: is that it didn't earn any of the things it was asking for. It didn't earn us caring about Superman that much because you, you can tell Zack Snyder doesn't really like Superman that much. It, to be we, fair, Superman I mean, is a very one-dimensional character. Yeah, he's he's a hard I, person to do at this point. He's, he, he, he really is he, a hard person to care about. He's one-dimensional. It's hard to make you care about him, but it's not hard to nail that one dimension. Oh There's no, one that's, thing. One thing you have to do when you make a Superman movie, and they well, failed. Well, he was the. I mean, he's supposed to be the sort of all-American um, hero, oh, and he was, to me, despite Batman killing people, Superman was the least likable of the duo. Yes. You know, I mean, he's just not, I mean, Wonder Woman was the, it, to me, it was like Wonder Woman was awesome, Batman was pretty cool, and then a bunch of other ancillary characters, and then maybe Superman. Well, I think that made that made sense to me. I think that was supposed to be the point. I think that they could have done an even better job of making him unlikable. I think that Wonder Woman had no need to be there at all, and I think that the Doomsday thing was a mess, and I think they tried to cram way too many storylines into one movie. If they just picked one of those movies to make, I think it would have been fine. Yeah, there were three good storylines in this movie that could have been one great movie. Like, first of all, the Lex Luthor heist between mm -hmm. Batman and Wonder Woman, fun. Yeah. Batman rescuing Superman's mom, fun. Yeah. Wonder Woman fighting Doomsday, fun. Mm -hmm. in, between there, in between there, when they're just setting up future movies, not so fun. But to me, the, well, I mean, what, what they, the way this movie went is similar to the way that Man of Steel went, where the first 45 minutes to an hour, you're like, huh, interesting. I kind of <laughs> like where this is going. And then Michael Bay shows up and you're like, shit. Oh, it's worse than that because Michael Bay at least <clears throat> if he's going to pretend not to kill civilians doesn't like so explicitly mention that wherever the people are fighting <laughs> there are no civilians. <laughs> I'm like, we get it. We get it. You heard uh, a lot of criticism by killing place, people. This place is cleared out. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is I even enjoyed like the this sort of intro to some of the other characters um, the way they introduced the Flash was kind of interesting on the on the uh, video feed, and uh, but you know, like you said, it felt like another movie. It felt like they were trying to fast forward ahead too much. Like that that Flash um, security footage. That's something you can do once for one character. You can't do it two more times right <laughs> afterwards, because then it just looks like a DVD extra mm -hmm. that they put into the movie. Did you guys hear about the scene they cut? For it being no. that Zack Snyder thought was too dark. No. Well, too I heard dark. that it was, but I don't know what the actual scene was. I will look it up while we continue talking. It yeah. was uh, it was something. But I, to me, this felt like it should have been um, two movies. You know, it should have been Batman versus Superman with a little bit of buildup of them as separate characters showing how Batman got to this Batman that he is now and... I really think they should have had Superman going into a little bit more of a arrogant, full of himself bit, having them clash with Lex Luthor manipulating them, and then finally realizing at the end, and just stop at that point, and then have a different story that involves Doomsday and Wonder Woman and bringing yeah. them together 
the Justice League. If that had been two movies, I think that's what you really needed. You needed one more, either one more Batman movie before doing this, or a movie that had kind of Batman and Superman building to a fight at the end. Yes. The Doomsday stuff was just so tacked on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, there's plot all the way up until Batman's like, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't kill Superman. And then the Doomsday shows up, and there's no reason for him to show up. And he's kind of, I mean, the reason Doomsday exists, I think, is because he's like the Superman of bad guys. He's one-dimensional, he doesn't do anything, and he's, he's like a, he's a cheesy plot device. There's nothing else he can be for. And so maybe they ran out of time, or maybe they just wanted to really kill Superman real badly. Superman's, I mean, Doomsday's one purpose, and it was the same thing in the comics, is to kill Superman. Because he is the only thing powerful enough, well, one of the only things powerful enough to kill <laughs> Superman. Right? I mean, yeah. Outside of using kryptonite. I mean, just straight up in a slugfest can kill Superman, and that's what, that's what his purpose is. I mean, I still have the comic book from the early 90s that's the death of Superman. You know, I mean, that's what it was for. I'm only okay with him killing Superman if we end up with, like, 12 more Supermen, like what happened after Superman died, like all these other super... It was only four. It was four. only four, but yeah, It seemed yes. like a lot, but I liked all of those. You um, know, uh, one great. of those was actually uh, Steel, which was the terrible uh, Shaquille O'Neal movie, you know? Where, where he screams Steel? No, that, that that's the other terrible Shaq movie. Shazam? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Kazam? Whatever. One of them, because one of them is a Marvel hero that's getting Yeah, a movie. I think Shazam is the Marvel one. Yeah. and um, Oh, yeah. so by the way, to backtrack, the scene that was cut oh, was... Yes. Um, so there was a scene where Superman f- finds out that uh, Lex has his mom because he can hear her right. you know, screaming, calling for help. The problem with doing that is they have to... Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, yes. So he hears his mom screaming... But to do that, he has to open himself up to all of the people in between there that he can also hear. So he's hearing the cries of all of the people who are, you know, getting robbed or murdered or hit throughout the city at that time. So he'd be hearing that as he's flying past them to his own mother. Uh, and that but was cut. The entire city is cleared out. Yeah. At that time of night, so he wouldn't have heard anyone. Okay. My favorite one was when uh, Doomsday crashes on the island. They're like, "It's okay. It's uninhabited." I'm like, "Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop uh, it what, right now." What What is up with? I mean, why did they bring back Zod just to make him Doomsday? And why not? Why? Um, I I just don't. It doesn't make any. Doomsday sense. is is um. And why did it take such a short amount of time to make Doomsday? It was like, like an easy bake oven. Well, well, I know that in the in the comics he is he was basically created in a lab in Krypton. So I think this is their attempt to recreate that. Yeah, but in a lab on Krypton over like generations. I have a question. Um, if Lex Luthor wasn't granted the things from the government that he wanted, which is why you know he was so mad that one senator. Um, who was the other guy who gave him the body and the ship? Was that a military guy? Like, who was that who was granting him permission that apparently the senators didn't want to give him? Uh, that, that's what I was confused about. Like, how did he actually get this? Just another evil uh, government uh, employee. I, I assume he worked for the EPA, right? Probably. <laughs> here's, the, here's my problem, is that I would... like. 
for comparison's sake, over the last couple of days, in bits, I've been watching the last Transformers movie, which I also remember hearing reviews where like they were just doing things to set up other things, and they, they go to China for no reason other than the fact that they got a lot of money from China to film there. <laughs> and everything in that movie felt more earned than the things I saw in Batman v Superman. Like I'm like, I can believe that. Dinobots, sure. Like they they yeah. were in the ship that shows up, the prison ship, sure, <laughs> they're there. I'm like, there's a five percent chance I can buy that. But multiple times in Batman v Superman, I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. Going from one dream to a possible other dream that sets up two other movies, right? <laughs> Followed by did the Aquaman scene really need to take that long? Like, he stares at the camera oh, for, like, yeah, that 45 was, seconds. Oh, yeah, that was an unnecessarily long time for him to be staring at the at the I, camera. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It, the problem was, if you're, going, if you're going to have to set up so many things, like, this goes back to, like, Avengers Age of Ultron and the fights Joss Whedon was having with Marvel about that uh, Thor scene in the, the waters, right? Like, mm-hmm. he didn't want it because it made no sense in the story, but they needed it to set up the next Thor movie. Uh, and so they went back and forth, back and forth, so Joss got some things that he wanted, and Marvel got some things that he wanted. I felt like this, the DC suits got everything they wanted in this, and the things that got removed that should have stayed were sort of the story, the the parts where you actually got to spend a second with the character between fights. Well, well don't worry. Pretty soon you'll get the um, three-hour rated R cut, and you'll be able to pick up on all those uh, story scenes that were cut, right? Yeah, I, I you know... <sighs> I think I think part of that's also because it seems like they keep giving the script and movies to the same people over and over again instead of, um, you know, I don't know, finding someone good to write or direct the movies. Well, like a, a good example of why DC is always going to lose this battle is that so uh, a couple months ago, Marvel brought in Ryan Coogler, who they brought in to direct and write the Black Panther movie. He got to watch all of Civil War, what had been filmed so far. And they asked him if there's any tweaks he wanted to make to how Black Panther, you know, handles things, how he talks, his personality, so that and Ryan Coogler got to rewrite some of the Black Panther scenes so that the character matches later on. I don't think DC either has the time or the patience to do such a thing. Well, they also do more interesting stuff with their comics too, right? Like the new Black Panther comic is being written by Tanahasi Coates, right? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. DC doesn't do that stuff. No. And again, like it, it goes back to their foundings, like DC. Car- uh, Comic books are aimed were always aimed at a younger audience than Marvel ones were. And yet, and yet the animated movies are really good. Yes, they I know are. the DC animated movies movies are really good. You know, the thing I think the biggest piece of it is is you look at Marvel. How many movies did they make as part of this new Marvel before they did Avengers? You know, what it, they did two Iron Mans, one one Hulk, one Captain America, one Thor before the yes. first Avenger. And they did five movies of pretty significant character building before they got to that. You know, and every once in a while there may have been other characters that there were characters from, you know, other movies that crossed over in some of these, especially in like the Captain America, whatever. But this is really of this DC verse, this is only the second movie, right? Yeah. This isn't including I mean, this is you know, starting over from Dark Knight, it's not any of the Christopher Nolan Batman. No, but apparently Christopher Nolan didn't want his Batman to exist in a shared universe, which is why they right. got they were so delayed in this. Yeah, um, I mean, this... or as as it's called on Io9, I believe it's called the DC murder the DC Murderverse. Right. So uh, they went from <laughs> they went straight from 
Superman origin into build up to Justice League. I mean, yeah. they if it feels like they skipped movies. To no, try it, to... it, it it should have gone Man of Steel, Batman movie, Wonder Woman movie, like flashback Wonder Woman movie, the movie that's coming. Mm-hmm. Which this looks movie. Cool. I'm I excited think... about the Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. I think with how long Batman was taking, I think I wouldn't have been sad at this point if they mm-hmm. snuck Flash in there instead. Oh hey, is that uh, Chris? Was that Chris Pine in the picture? Is he going to be in yes. that one? Yeah, he's, okay. he's, he's, I kept he's, looking he's at love that interest. picture. Okay, I kept looking at the picture. and I was like, "Hey, that guy looks like Chris Pine." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm excited for that. But you know, and that's the thing. Despite everything, you know, I, despite not liking a lot of things about Man of Steel, I still enjoyed overall my movie experience, which I know a lot of people didn't, but. Despite my mixed feelings about it, I am very excited about both Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad. The new Suicide Squad trailer looks amazing. Yeah, well, it they, looks they, like they, everything that Batman versus Superman should have been. Well, did, did you read that they went back to reshoot some scenes to make them funnier? Yes, but I've also read that they went back and rewrote them to add action, so I guess it depends on who you talk to. Well, maybe it's uh, fun action. No, it's going to be another like 45-minute action scene at night in that movie. <laughs> really? yeah, when do we get a movie in the day? Uh, is it true that Ben Affleck is writing his own Batman movie? Well, he, he, he already wrote a script, um, but at the moment it's not the one DC is using to make the future Batman movie, So, but it's, not, it's something that hasn't really been decided yet. I, since he's directing it, I, if I was DC, I would let him use his own script. Yeah. yeah. The guy's won Oscars for scripts, for God's sakes. So certainly don't let Zack Snyder write it. Mm. Um, but by the way, I will say one thing uh, Batman v Superman did better than Man of Steel. There was a lot less product placement as destruction. Where if you remember <laughs> Man of Steel, he destroys an IHOP, a Sears. Um, oh, there's like two other like very <laughs> Midwestern type of stores that he destroys. Yeah, Man of Steel would have been... I, I would have really enjoyed that without about a half hour of that destruction sequence. Yeah. Although, you know, once again, Man of Steel, I think I think I had more fun with it than a lot of people did, but, you know, I also watched it long after <laughs> my any expectations I had would have been already destroyed by other people seeing it. Yeah, yeah I was totally sold on the first hour of it. Mm-hmm. I just, it, can I please ask that we never have to see Batman's parents get murdered ever again? Uh, We've got it. There's no new interesting way. Obviously, you haven't read the. It's. Uh, I mean, it's obscure, but there is in the Geneva Convention that every movie that has Batman <laughs> in it. So actually, in Suicide Squad, there's going to be like a 30-second uh, uh. shot of um, Batman's parents getting shot. It's just it's required, unfortunately. Like I know Zack Snyder wants to give his former, uh, you know, Watchmen actors and actresses more roles, but we don't well, need to see. You know what would have been more powerful? Mm-hmm. Showing Robin getting tortured or effed up or whatever yeah. it was that turned Batman into a, a harder edge Batman. That would have been a lot more powerful. Oh, speaking of Batman's parents, can we talk about the the incident that stops Batman from killing Superman, which is that their mothers share the first the the, the same first name? <laughs> like that's what matters. Like they don't even earn the them having a conversation right before the big Battle of Doomsday, about how they're kind of on the same side. They're just getting about it in different ways. Instead, they're like, we're bros now. I'm going to go save your mom. And then Superman dies. And then Batman's, Batman says to Wonder Woman, right, 
I failed him in life. Yeah, you did. You were trying to kill him right before he died. <laughs> I, still think, I mean, I still think that they should have just made the Flashpoint Paradox live-action movie. Yes. Because you get Batman with guns anyway, and he's got a good reason to have guns. And then you get to see the somebody dies scene, but instead of, you know, his parents dying, it's, I guess, uh, it's Bruce that dies, right? So... It's spoiler alert. I've only oh. watched part of it. Yeah, you need to watch the whole thing then because yes. it's really good. It is, yeah. I think it's, all, it's either on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Also, can I say, um, as far as the setup for the Justin, uh, the Justice movie goes, Batman telling Wonder Woman, "We need to, you know, we we need to build a team of metahumans," and she's like, "Why?" And he's like, "I have a feeling." That is a terrible setup for a future movie. And Batman has an, well, an intuition. No, when he didn't, he went and he talked to Lex Luthor. That's where he got his feeling. Isn't he the, supposed he to be the reluctant the, member, though, of the Justice League? I mean, yeah. Batman always wants to work alone. Yeah. But no, they, they showed him talking to lunatic, lunatic Lex Luthor, yeah. talking about something coming, which, I mean, I'm pretty sure is... It's got to be uh, Darkseid, right? Or, as I like to pronounce it, Darkseid. Oh, so yeah, in the, in the Justice League movie, then what we're going to have is four fake Superman and real Superman and Darkseid, and what else will they cram into it? Yeah. Oh, um, gotta have Martian Manhunter in there, obviously. Supergirl's gonna show up because she has a TV show now. No, they, those universes are separate. Even though apparently the Supergirl universe and the Flash universe are also separate. How many universes are there? So they're separate, but they overlap. Separate yeah. but, but equal. equal. Yeah. Separate <laughs> but equal. Man, that Supergirl's such a Mary Sue, though. Uh. You know what's funny is rewatching The Force Awakens. It's really Finn that is the Mary Sue of that story. I know, right? That's yeah, what I think so completely. funny. He's the one who's improbably good at everything. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, let me randomly... Oh, look, I'm an expert pilot at, uh, at shooting guns. And, uh, oh, <laughs> look at me. I'm excellent at using a lightsaber. Yeah, like, his level of... like it's, He's not, like, a Jedi-level lightsaber skills, but way more skills than I would have if I just instantly pick up a lightsaber. Well, to be fair, you weren't trained from birth to be a stormtrooper, but I get your point. Well, were they trained to use lightsabers? No, but you wonder. They were showed. They showed the weird. Um, uh, yeah, that guy. Shock stick thing. Yeah. So maybe some martial weapons, but probably not specifically lightsabers. Fair, but I thought he did pretty good. I'm just saying, comparing to you specifically. Yeah. Not saying, but yeah, he is totally more of a Mary Sue than than. Than Ray is. Yeah, well, I mean, if she's the you know the one you know uh, type of character, then like it doesn't matter what her gender is, she's gonna be good at everything she does. So right, yeah. So yeah. I mean, Luke was also an amazing pilot somehow, and Gunner and other things, and he was way less, I would say, competent in anything. Than well, Ray was. and if you if you look at if you remember, Luke was kind of a whiny douchebag through much of the first movie. Oh, I remember. Ray has been He's on her own since she was a child as a scavenger defending who, herself from who knows what to, yeah. to stay alive. Can uh, I hate to change the subject? I don't actually hate to, but um, <laughs> can someone explain? I know I'm really late to the party on this one, but can someone explain Mad Max to me? Did you watch it on a TV or like an iPad? It was a TV. It was a big TV. It was like I, a 65-incher. I have to say, it is the only movie I've, I've watched where I truly don't think I would enjoy it not in a movie theater. It was, it was so loud and intense. It was a I, very I enjoyed it. pretty movie. But really, the plot of the movie was our heroes drive about an hour and 15 minutes one way, and then they decide to turn back 
yes. drive home. Yeah, it's yeah, so not you understand a plot-driven movie. Yeah. I thought it, I I thought it was really intense. Like every, I mean, it it feels like it's going full speed ahead the entire movie. There is no break. It's constant yeah. action. I think it was just the surprise and the surprise of that intensity and its sort of simplistic plot, where like the plot wasn't like it was important, but what was more important was like the the way the story was told to you, where literally characters aren't talking for like long segments of time. They're just they're grunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had, to, I had to turn on subtitles because I could not understand half the words that were spoken. Uh, it was difficult. It was, I mean, it was entertaining, but it was, it was like if someone gave uh, Michael Bay a sense of style, How right? Dare you. But it's that it's like it's like if Michael Bay could, he would make a movie that is ninety percent car chase. He really would. I can tell you this: he wouldn't have a female lead character as the person, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, it was, like I said, it was entertaining. Are Just, you saying that uh, Megan Fox couldn't have been a good uh, Furiosa? I I am saying that. I'm also <laughs> saying whatever her face was, the daughter in Transformers: Age of Extinction just gets chased. By things. Isn't she supposed to be like uncomfortably young? Yeah, they, le- they, spend, they spend a full scene going through Texas's um, dating laws where if you have a relationship <laughs> while both of you are still in school, it's okay if one of you is over age. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like, there's a. Listeners, watch the Honest trailer for uh, Transformers Age of Extinction. It really breaks down the gross Romeo and Juliet laws. They have to spend a good oh. 10 minutes on. Uh, about Texas. By the way, uh, it is on Hulu, and uh, Nora and I tried to watch it. We had to stop because she couldn't handle the wanton destruction of the poor Transformer at the beginning. Like, she was literally coming to tears because it was, like, overly emotional in the way they did that. They really... There was love, like... It's like, please, don't, don't kill... I mean, like, ha. Ah. Yeah, it was, like, they're supposed to be, one, like, quasi-indestructible, and two, not that emotional, and there was yeah. a lot of, like, deep emotions from the Transformers, and only the Transformers, really. Yeah. Uh, except for what's-his-face, a uh, bald guy, who's, who's just too good of an actor to, you know, um, fake such a part, but... <laughs> um, b- by the way, terrible name for a character, uh, Cad Yeager. Like, come on. Cad Yeager, nice. Yeah, that was, that was Mark Wahlberg's character's name. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, back, back, just to jump back to uh, Star Wars, I love how many people are freaking out over the fact that, Star, that two Star Wars movies in a row have a female lead. I know. I mean, obviously, this is leftist uh, Hollywood uh, pushing feminism down everyone's throats. Yes. Obviously. I'm just happy that the actress who was uh, cast to play Mon Mothma in episode three and played that role, and then that scene got cut, gets to replay her. So I good know. for her. She is great. I mean, if you look at her compared to oh, it's pretty the close. original, it's really good. J.J. I, 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 Abrams' group is incredibly good at casting. Like, you know, any problems I might have with the Star Trek movies, I have no problem with any of the casting. The casting yeah. was great. Yeah. But I, I'm, I, I thought the trailer for Rogue One looks good. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm trying to get a feel for how that's going to 
I, I feel like there's going to be some connection to the saga, to the new saga films. Like maybe we're going to meet Poe's parents or something like that. I'm leaning based on age. I'm leaning more towards maybe. Or maybe we'll find Dipsy's hat. <laughs> Lala's ball. Yep. Um, Poe's cooter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's my question about Rogue One. So yeah. the, this is about Rogue Squadron, right? The elite, you know, pilot force, right? Is it? Uh, well, here's the thing, because the people who steal the plans, like, I'm not as big, again, I'm a Star Trek fan, I'm a Star Wars fan, so you tell me. But in A New Hope, they say, like, a lot of Baffins died getting yeah. us these plans, right? Baffins. Baffins? Yep. That's actually Return of the Jedi. That's the second Death Star. Okay, sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, it's okay. A lot of people have ha- have had that. I mean, I think I've read that same question on the internet about a million times, and there have been any number of snarky responses to it. But it's it's honestly not... That's why I, I laugh so much when people complain about the um, Force Awakens not being original enough. It's like, go rewatch the originals and see not only how much they stole from prior movies and prior oh, yeah. films, but how much they stole from each other. Yeah, Star them. Wars itself, yeah, like the you know, episode four, whatever you want to call it, is not an original story. It is no, literally Campbell's, you know, hero saga. It's not... Well, and it's it's almost... A, a lot of it is pulled directly from uh, Kurosawa's... Um, which one is it? One of, one of Kurosawa's films. Now I can't remember which one it is. One of them Kurosawa films. Let's say... Something something samurai. Actually, it wasn't one of the sa- sam. Well, it wasn't something something samurai. It was yeah. like, uh, you know samurai what? It doesn't something matter. something. But uh, seven, the point seven, is something something. something samurai uh, something. It is not the Bothans. That was that was the other. Oh, that was the second Death Star. Yeah. I feel like two different groups of people shouldn't have had to die to get the plans to the newer version of the same thing. We right? don't know for sure that the Rogue Squadron ones die. That's yeah. true. We don't. We don't. So. I'm hope well. I'm hoping one that there is a uh, Ahsoka cameo because that would be awesome. Right. Um, I'm wearing my new Ahsoka shirt, which if you watch Star Wars Rebels, this scene will mean something. If not, ah. you won't not know what it means. But nope. I'm also interested. I'm hoping that they do kind of like what the Marvel films have done a little bit, which is give it a little bit of a different, um, a bit of a genre twist. So I'm hoping this is a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a heist film mixed with a little either war espionage yeah. feel to it that just happens to be in a science fiction slash fantasy world. So you're saying I, you want them to cast Paul Rudd? Uh, yes. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine with Paul Rudd being in everything. So. Yeah, Paul Rudd is uh, an American treasure. That yeah. was the funniest part of Ant-Man to me. It was like, yeah, it was a heist film. Yeah, it was funny. But somehow it was also just a Paul Rudd film. It was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> That's great. It was good, though. Yeah, that Ant-Man is great. So it's, it's incredible to me. Like you look at the trailer and you look how you look how things look, and things feel real in that trailer. Yeah, and it just reminds you how, how bad awful. of a of a leader of his own property George Lucas was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it also makes you every time I see. It seems like any time I see something that Catherine Kennedy is involved in, I feel like we have to bring her up like ev- at least once every three podcasts to talk yes. about how awesome she is, but she really is, a. it doesn't seem to matter what intellectual property, whether it's an original or something she's taken over for somebody else, she seems to be a good steward for for the property. So uh, props to you, our uh, number two listener, Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh yes. So um, not to to jump off of. I feel like uh, we've talked about a lot of you know DC Star Wars stuff and a little bit of Marvel, but I feel like we should talk about Daredevil. Yes. Bob, have you finished Daredevil yet? I haven't even started it. Ah. Have you not, like have you What's seen season, season one? one? No, 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 Daredevil. No, 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 all right. We can dance oh. around this. It's ah. good. It's really good. I can, um, I, I can go offline for this. If that's... You think uh, Batman v Superman is dark? Try watching oh, yeah. Daredevil when it's bright outside. You can't. It is. It is tough. We watched the last two episodes on like Sunday afternoon, and it's like we had to figure out ways to like shut windows and stuff so we could see it. They, well, they, at one point, they literally go into a basement that has one lamp. <laughs> one lamp. I'm like, come on. There would at least be three lamps. <laughs> there are four lamps. <laughs> there are four lamps. Um, did either of you see the uh, Supergirl Flash crossover? I, no, I am not. I'm behind. Internet, on, you can enjoy it. On Flash. It was, was alright. Is that is that your uh, new uh, one true pairing? <laughs> We're gonna tumble her up this this podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about our favorite one true pairing. Uh, Rob, do you want to give me a five minute summary of what's been happening on Once Upon a Time? Okay. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, but no. you don't want me to spoil it, do you? I don't even yeah, care. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm okay with yeah, you spoiling spoil it. it. Like, they can't really surprise me at this point, or maybe so they, they can. I don't know. They went to hell, right? Or Hades. They, yeah, so they go to the underworld because Hades. Um, and there's some minorly interesting stuff. Like, I felt like they'd really gotten into a groove of not being the worst show on TV for a little while. <clears throat> and then Hades manages to keep them there, and like a couple of them are just insta-dead for some reason, and so they can't go back until they undead themselves somehow, and they're trying to figure that out. That sounds pretty <laughs> dumb, but it's like the least dumb of the stuff they've come up with in a long time. So they're in the underworld, and then all of a sudden, Selina shows up, which for those who don't know, is the uh, Wicked, Wicked Witch of the West. There's a random like fucking ten-minute scene with Dorothy. I don't even know what the hell was going on there. But the only reason they had that scene in there was so that Hades could show up and become Zelina's love interest. Ah. And so instead of being related to anybody yet, I guess, because in that show everyone's related, yeah. uh, Hades is now interested in the Wicked Witch uh, for the sexy time, which doesn't obviously makes no sense, but also like his love is unrequited or she wants to love him, kind of, but can't believe that anyone would possibly love her, so she thinks it's a trick, and that's why he's pissed off and causing all kinds of trouble or something. I don't know. Wow. Well, it's, so they took characters the the fans of the shows don't care about. And they ran, story they ran out of stuff to do with the main characters. They're all related to each other, mm -hmm. and they've all had sexy time with each other. True. And, um... They, uh, I, yeah, they brought in a bunch of other one-off characters that were really, really boring, uh, Gaston is there now. Yeah. yeah. Ah, nice. He's he's exciting. There's no. He doesn't love Gaston. Yeah. Well, if you watch this, you this can ruin pretty much any Disney character for you. You just have to watch it long enough. Ah, that's good to know. I'm uh, I'm excited to see uh, next season when uh, somehow they interact with the world of Zootopia. Yeah. Which was a fun new Disney movie, I must say. I'm really excited to see how they have the. Animals that talk? Well, I guess they've already kind of done that, right? Mm-hmm. There were animals that talk. Yeah. I, I don't know. So if you think a show can't do a worse job of 
making of not upsetting its fans. Did you guys hear about how the uh, se- season and probably series finale of Sleepy Hollow went? Not well. Wait, 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 wait. But was it was it at least like did, did it make people angry? Because that's different. And that's oh, it made better. It, well. Okay, it made people angry, but it also like took away the, any hope they had and that fans had of one that they could fix the show, and two that the writers knew what they were doing. So like, there's no hope. Did they kill off somebody? They killed off a main character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the two people people care about. Oh, it so was, one of the two main characters they killed. It was Abby. They killed Abby. Oh. They killed. They killed Abby. Yep. They killed. They killed the black woman. No, can't kill the white British guy. No. No. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so the internet was angry, and now I have no reason to ever go back and watch the show. And it's obviously not coming back. Its numbers are terrible. No, because it's... you were spending so much time watching it already. I always had hope it could fix itself. Really? As soon as there was a Bones crossover, I was done with it. That Bones crossover how, really upset how me. How do they even exist in the same world? This is just insane. I mean, if, if the DC TV shows and DC movies can't live in the same universe, I don't know how Bones and Sleepy Hollow can be in the same universe. Oh... <laughs> uh... If anything, it should have been a Sleepy Hollow Castle crossover, and that would have been great. <laughs> different different uh, networks, though. Wouldn't have happened. That's true. That's true. Yeah, um, well, I mean, clearly that show is going downhill after they got rid of Walter Bishop, so... Yeah. Also, when you when you kill the... Like, they, they moved on to the main bad guy and then got destroyed the main bad guy way too quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like um, Twin Peaks, right? When they revealed who killed... Laura Palmer way too early because the network wanted them to and they were like, nope, this is an ongoing thing and the network was like, you gotta tell people and they did and as soon as they did, the show went to hell. Yeah. yeah. Although, if you remember, I don't know if you ever watched The Killing, um, when that show was on, they decided to stretch it over two seasons and people got super pissed. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like no, they're yeah. really no winning. It has to it had the it has to be more than the mystery for the show to be interesting. Exactly. I mean, there's a, like, there's a reason why Lost was able to go for as long as it did is that every time it tried to answer a mystery, it moved on almost instantaneously to a new one mm-hmm. because it knew it knew they they knew deep down in their souls that they can never actually give people a good answer to any of the questions they asked. So don't the answer the is end, always purgatory. The answer yeah. is always purgatory. Still angry. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm still more angry at that than I am at Batman v Superman. I sort of walked out of Batman v Superman like I did uh, the Snow White and the Huntsman movie like two years ago, where I was just like, eh. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I can't imagine how it would be worse, actually, but, I mean, I guess it could be. I there could have been less Batman. I, I still enjoyed it. I mean, it's not my favorite movie ever. I have a question. I have a question. That's oh. something that's always bothered me about Batman. Okay. So, Batman's secret entrance to the Batcave, right? Theoretically, he either had to hire people to build it who would never talk, or who he murdered, or, or he had to be able to construct it himself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Batcave entrance in Batman v Superman is an entrance in the middle of a lake that the car drives into. There is no way you build that yourself. That that is a heavy in, industry project. How are those people not talking about that? Okay, here's what you do: you take one worker from every country in the world, and you learn all of their languages, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you have them construct it, right? Then you send them back to a different country than the one mm-hmm. that they came from. So the foreman would be the one who has to know all the languages. No, no, no. Batman is the foreman. Uh, oh, is he in? Is he in his Batman costume? 
Oh, interestingly enough, he actually dresses like Wonder Woman when he Whoa. is the woman. Yeah, for Twist. a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either that or it's some, like, not Batman or Bruce Wayne character like Bryce Blaine <laughs> who hires all of them. Uh, oh, okay. Actually, more... it was his mom and dad who built it, and uh, then he had to have them killed, and that's the uh, intro you see every time. So one more small thing. When did... The movie never actually told us. It just showed us that Batman and Superman knew who each other's secret identities were. Right? I didn't miss that. No, you didn't miss that. Okay. I think it was just like, Bruce, Clark. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, we don't... Not that I care. It was just like... Did I miss something? No. Well, Batman is a detective, so maybe he was able to, you know, after seeing his face... Yeah, he thought Superman he was, was able a boot. Tell. Yeah, I'm saying Batman can figure out who Superman is pretty easily. I well, mean, Superman he overheard, exactly. overheard Bruce Wayne when he was doing his uh, thing with Wonder Woman. He That's true, overheard he... that. Put, I assumed he put two and two together. Well, I assumed that too, but like... There's the problem with storytelling there, where you're already having to buy that Batman's going to stop murdering the person he said he wanted to murder because they, their mother shared the first, uh, the same first name. Well, this, hold on. This identity thing is becoming a bigger problem than it used to be, though, because a lot of this sci-fi crap and shows they have facial recognition software, and I don't think glasses disrupt facial recognition software that much. So if Batman was walking around at all with... I don't know, any tech on him. So, like, just his shit, like his, that, that, that... Oh, no, no, Batman, Batman, Superman figured out who Batman is because he has x-ray damn vision. Yeah. But Batman, if he carries around any gadgets, would be like, Clark, Superman, Of all Of all the heroes' fake identities, the Clark Kent one always seemed the stupidest one. Like, he just put on a pair of glasses. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, put on a mask or something. That's all. Anyway, like we didn't even really have to talk about the Lex Luthor character and the problems with that and what I think was a very strange, I would say, at least interesting performance of Lex Luthor in the movie. <laughs> but. Well, the, the problem I had with Lex Luthor, it's the same problem I had with the movie overall, is that Lex Luthor generally is supposed to be the uh, uh, somewhat of the comedy relief. He's a villain, there's scary things about him, but he, there's supposed to be humor there, and I didn't get that. Yeah. In this Lex Luthor, I mean, I, it's hard to compete with uh, Gene Hackman's version of it. But heck, I like the guy from Smallville's version of Lex Luthor better. Yeah. Well, also, what makes part of what makes him scary is that he's always out in the public causing trouble, and no one ever nails him on anything. But in this first movie, he shows up. He's in jail somehow. Yeah. Yeah. There was a. Um, a, a a cut scene of when they actually arrests, uh, arrests, arrest Lex Luthor, where he's, like, communing with some, like, I don't know, big DC evil villain inside the, the ship. Anyway, the scene makes no sense. Like, even considering all the other scenes in the movie that don't make sense, this one made even less sense. So it had one of the mother boxes that I had to look up afterwards that also helped make Cyborg and that five-minute video we didn't need to watch right then, but oh, yeah, watched anyway. Oh, yeah, they randomly showed Cyborg being yep. made. and. Yep. That's, yep. So I think that's supposed to be the scientist's son that is being tortured yes. by the box, right? It is. Yeah. That's lovely. Yep. Make yep. this feel-good kind of scene. Science. Yeah. yeah. The cyborg coming to 2019. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please, be Please be Shaq. Please be Shaq. Please be Shaq. Sadly, they've already cast him. Uh, the Michael B. Jordan? 
Oh, I'd be fine with him, except Fantastic Four. I, I would like, I would like Michael B. Jordan and Paul Rudd to be in every movie. It would be excellent. <laughs> that would be amazing. I have no doubt that Michael B. Jordan is the only saving grace of that Fantastic Four movie. Well, I think at uh, this point we've shown that you can make a horrible superhero movie and then make a good one, as evidenced by Ryan Reynolds. You, you can make two. <laughs> that Wolverine's Origins movie, it's still yeah, yeah. so bad. Yes, yeah. but if you remember, what what was the best part? It was the early part of the movie with with uh, their like little sort of rogue squadron of people yeah. off doing stuff. That was the best part of that movie. That was the best part of that movie. Well, that and the opening sequence of them fighting in multiple wars. That yeah, part that was, was great. Cool too. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was. But what they did, what they did to Deadpool at the end of that movie was a travesty. Just so weird. I didn't even know that much about Deadpool at the time, but I was like, something seems really off about what's happening here. Which part? What happened? When at they the make end of Origins. Yeah, they they give him like all of the powers. He can like transport. He's got really long swords coming out. Um, they sewed his mouth shut. Yeah. I I I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. Um, but luckily it has been erased from the X Men. You know. Um, Canon. Mm. So, uh, speaking of that, we have another X Men movie coming out in May, so that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. To that. I, uh, I mean, really. Hey, at least it takes place in the daytime. There's some daytime scenes. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's the uh, Day of Apocalypse. I think is the name of the movie. <laughs> I mean, we know we know it will be better than any Fantastic Four movie, and we know it'll be better than Green Lantern. And in all likelihood, it'll be better than both Man of Steel and Batman I'm, vs Superman. I've I've enjoyed the you know the X Men First Class on, even like the last Wolverine movie. They've all been really yeah. good, mm-hmm. like really good. They were good, but they weren't new. I didn't think. Mm. Yeah, they felt they felt pretty much like the movie Fox has been making since the beginning, which was revolutionary at the time, but now is kind of like yeah, can we, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I thought I thought both First Class and Days of Future Past were like really like an, a a needed you know adjustment, and then a really well done version of a very popular. Well, X Men X Men Three was there. awful. Let's be honest. X Men Three was awful, and it needed it needed a hard boot. Yes, it needed. Yeah. X Men One was good. X Men Two was pretty good too. X Men Three was awful. X Men Three was terrible. The Phoenix Saga. Phoenix Saga could have been really cool, especially if they brought in some of the alien stuff. That that that's an awesome storyline. But you know, I, I will say X Men Three left me more cold than Batman v Superman did. So there's that. Yeah. They have X Three. I was just angry. I was like, well, how dare you? See, that was that was my childhood. The X Men cartoons, the X Men yes. comics, stuff like that. Batman v Superman. Eh. I didn't have as much of a, a vested interest in it. I think that's why it didn't impact me as much. I didn't get as angry about it as, like you said, X X three. I was pissed. I was always a Batman person. Like, I mean, I also I was also watching the X Men cartoons and things. But Batman was my other one on you know mm-hmm. on the DC side. Um, and so like watching the Batman character like rise and then drastically fall and then rise again, and then literally fall, literally into that big hole. Um. I think I was the only person on the planet who did not like Bane. The Batman and Robin Bane, or the... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Dark not that. The Dark Knight Rises Bane. Um, so... I am Bane! <laughs> I'm a strange talk. 
So, funny comparison between The Dark Knight Rises and Batman v Superman is that I feel like both female leads, uh, Catwoman and Wonder Woman, both acted like they were in a completely different movie from everyone else in those movies. Yeah, and I want to yeah. be, I want to see those movies. Uh, yeah. They're like having fun and like, you know, cracking wise and stealing things. Yeah. So, no, they're, a, a, a Catwoman, Wonder Woman crossover, like, you know, you know what? I, like I, a I got body it. cap it's, film? You no, know, it's a Wonder Woman Catwoman detective agency show on Netflix. Sold. How many DC yeah. comics are there where the super main hero's parents, at least one of them, did not die? Uh, oh, did not die? Yeah, at least one parent did not die. Superman's parents die. Batman's parents die. Flash's mom dies. Um, so Wonder like, Woman's so, an orphan, right? Oh no, uh, Wonder Woman has a mother, an immortal <laughs> mother. I don't know about her father. Probably dead. Yeah, if you're asking if there are any heroes who have two live parents, I would say no. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes them heroes. Everyone knows. Um, real quickly, did you see the, there was an internet meme going around of if Zack Snyder made the Spider-Man movies, and it shows um, Uncle Ben lying on the ground, you know, about to die. Instead of telling Peter, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, he says, let them all die. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Actually... Now I kind of want to see a Zack Snyder Spider-Man, where Spider-Man's just going around... Just murdering people. people. Yeah. Slaughtering people left with, and right. Oh, with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he shoots his web to pin them down, and, and then, then just shoot them. shoots them in the head. Oh, my God. It's like a, it's like a the, bizarre... The spider rises. Yeah. It's like a Spider-Man Punisher-like <laughs> you, matrix. You almost said what would make the next Superman movie awesome, which is Bizarro. Mm. Ah. That would be great. Bizarro. Bizarro. Um, since you haven't watched Daredevil, we won't go into specifics, but season two included Daredevil, who had one of the most violent scenes I think I've ever seen on TV. Yeah, where he stood people the, in the hallway. Have you seen it was the Punisher movies? I mean, well, the Punisher movies are insane, so... <laughs> yeah. By the way, Warzone was great, but the best Punisher is obviously the... Um, what was it called? The uh, It was the short, the internet yeah, short... Thomas Jane short. Um, yeah, that one was great. Where yeah, it's like 15 minutes long. It's really short. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, a Punisher. I thought the they did a really good job with the Punisher. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He's good. John, uh, I just want to know what that huge no. hole was, but whatever. They'll get back to it. Yep. It was is a literal plot hole, a literal one. <laughs> Zing. They're like, hey, there's a huge hole. Moving on. So it looks like they're about to start uh, filming the Defenders. What I don't know is, I mean, obviously Luke Cage is next. Yes. But, so, are they going to do Defenders next, or are they going to go ahead and round out the the four individuals first and then mm. do Defenders? They keep they keep changing the order, so I don't know. I know, I know. Uh, I think to add to add a second season of Daredevil, I think they had to push one of the individual movies, uh, shows, till after the Defenders. But Well, I know that, that Luke Cage is going to be before Defenders, so it could be that... Iron Fist gets introduced in Defenders and then has his own. The white Iron Fist. Isn't he always white? I don't know. The air, yeah. the internet was angry. He's white I in the comics. I I know. I read that. I'm like, have you ever read the comics? He's white. That's the that's part of the point. He's like a he's a white kid who gets trained, and that creates a lot of the conflict between yeah. him. In fact, isn't one of the main villains like the son of his master? 
who felt like he should have been favored instead of this outsider who was getting trained. I feel like that was a whole dynamic in, in the comics about Iron I feel, like, I feel like that's also a dynamic in uh, G.I. Joe between uh, What's-His-Face and the other, and the other, the other the two ninjas. Snake uh, Eyes and... Um, uh, What's-His-Face? Whiteface? Nope. <laughs> One of them white does wear white, a, so... I know, I can't remember. Snake Eyes and Whitey-Face. <laughs> Good old Whitey face. Yeah, w- welcome to the GI Joe. He's segment. actually the uh, grandson of uh, Al Jolson. <laughs> that was. I feel like that was a joke specifically for Jesse. Yes, thank you. I am. I am an expert in uh, both Al Jolson and the jazz singer films. Films. <laughs> oh. Luckily, only the one in the twenties has blackface. <laughs> So <laughs> that's good. That's if, the good. One, if, if the one if the one in the eighties with Neil Diamond had blackface, that would have made it a thousand times better. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Oh, Neil but, Diamond with blackface, yeah, that'd be great. I know him and Ted Danson. Oh, pop culture reference. Ah, hmm. We so, like to keep it fresh here. Yeah, for for sure. At um, uh, Rant Nine. Well, speaking of fresh, is anyone else sad that Mad TV is being rebooted? Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, had no idea. Are they bringing back any of the original people? Or? They're bringing back some of the original people. They'll return each week to take on hosting duties. Mm. The original cast will. I'm I'm fine with more sketch comedy shows. I, I'm fine with more good sketch comedy shows, but there's not a minute of Mad TV that was worth watching. Hey, it it, it gave yeah. us a gave us Key and Peele, so well, happy things come. Yes, bad things can come from, or good things can come from pretty much anywhere, but that does not make uh, from good. It's like if you have you heard? I think um, David Cross spent a little bit of time consulting for them, and he was like, you know, this idea is not really a character; that's just a phrase. And they would just tell him to shut up and go away. Yeah. <laughs> and indeed, that's all of Mad TV is like some stupid. Oh yeah, you're looking like a man. Yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Yep. That. Yeah. Yeah. It well, was you know no what? In Living Color. In Living Color was great. That's true. Yeah. Can we get an In Living Color? Um... You know, like reunion show? That'd no, be no, amazing. not a reunion. Just all of the Wayans. Yeah, the yeah. next generation of Wayans. Rebooted with more Wayans. Yeah. yeah. But I feel Junior like, and the other Wayans that are yes. still funny. And they should still bring um, J-Lo back as the dancer. So <laughs> I don't think she would do it, but, you know. Hey, you know, whatever, whatever. So it, we also got Game of Thrones coming up pretty yes, soon. Yes, The A new trailer for that dropped. It, did, it's looking awesome. Did you watch it? It's yeah. like so depressing. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is all new. Oh, it's almost all new. Like, ah. Well, uh, some of it I think is going to pick up some of the things in the books that they skipped, like the Iron Islands stuff. Yeah, and and um, I think um, uh, Jamie going out into the you know hinterlands to yeah settle all of the problems that are going on. But then all of the stuff with uh, Daenerys and Tyrion and. Um, uh, like that's all new. I'm very interested to see what happens there. I, d- I don't know. Are we gonna get Clegane Bowl? Get yeah, I hope so. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I um, I was, um, it looks like I want to know what is happening in the north. Like John's body is just sort of sitting there. I can, tell you, I can tell you what's happening in the north. Um, winter is coming. Yes. It it yeah. it is indeed. Yep, that's what all the white stuff is. Yep, snow. The winter. <laughs> the white stuff is the winter. Yeah. Um, also, we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of the Night's King, who they still won't admit that's what the character's name is, even though right. it leaked one time. That's, there was a lot of him in there. Yeah, yeah, and his uh, 
uh, uh, it seemed like he had like a couple of uh, what three lieutenants there yeah. with him. Yeah, we'll call them Winter Wraiths. The four horsemen of the Winter Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm personally like as as a as a book reader, I'm excited to get back to Bran and his magical powers that he's learning. Mm-hmm. That should be fun. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, Tyrion really got I think the best line of that trailer, which was, yeah. "I drink and I know things." <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah, that's good so, stuff. I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff coming out. I, I mean, we barely even talked about about Civil War. I mean, that's that's the next. Yes. That's May, right? It is. It is. That's, that's coming, coming up. up pretty quick. I mean, that's the that's the next big pop culture movie, right? Yeah, and it's gonna be. I mean, the, I have no doubt it is gonna be at least seventy five percent better than Batman v Superman. Is that when? <laughs> uh, is is the comics of that when um, Captain America died? Um, I don't know. He's died a lot, so. Uh-huh. I think isn't that the one? Well, he's died a couple times because once he died and Winter and Winter Soldier took over. Another time he died and Falcon took over. Yeah. There's actually another time he faked his death and he actually became the Winter Soldier for a little while. What? Yeah. The old, the old Swapadoo. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, when 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 he faked his death and became the Winter Soldier, did the Winter Soldier become Captain America too? I you know I can't remember if they switched or who took over uh, for Captain America. I just remember it was one where uh, he had become sort of disillusioned with the U.S. government and went and did stuff elsewhere. I mean, it it would be funny if they just swapped. Um, <laughs> the old swapadoo. Oh, and you, you know why, Rob? You know why it's gonna be better? It's why? because at least one big fight scene takes place during the day. We did time. So, uh, and, and and was obviously the Atlanta airport. So. Mm-hmm. Even though in the movie it might be somewhere else. But. Well, and also you have the um, still somewhat uh, chummy fighting uh, between uh, Hawkeye that and That was so Black great. Yeah. Was so great. For, for, for those who don't know, there was a scene that finally showed them fighting, and like Hawkeye's on top of, of the Black Widow, and she's like, we're still friends, right? And he says, uh, depends on how hard you hit me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Because, like... Like it's almost like they're like kids who have to fight to get the energy out, and then they can talk it out. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's what's gonna happen, and we'll see. They're obviously m- making you want to think that what's his face dies, um, War Machine. Which they're, yeah. they're obviously not gonna kill him. So no, they're not gonna kill War Machine. No, I really I mean, think they're gonna kill uh, either Iron Man or Captain America. Well, I mean, they're gonna have to kill Captain America eventually. That's the only way historians like he. No, dies. I think Captain America will die in the next uh, Avenger movie. That's that's my that's what I think. Mm. Um. So I think he's gonna. Be, I do. I think you're right. They gotta kill somebody. Yeah, it'd be funny if they killed Spider-Man. <laughs> like yeah. it took all this time to get him. We had the right guys. That'd that. be great. Yeah. Uh, hey guys. Bah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just like shoots him right in the head. Yeah. It'd be funnier if they introduced some random uh, uh, like hero from the comics. Some really obscure Avenger oh, yeah. shows up, and then they kill him off, and everybody's <laughs> like, "No, not Pete." Yeah, not Animal Man, which is a character I saw <laughs> at the comic book store a couple days ago. Animal Man. Ah, uh, who doesn't love Animal Man? <laughs> Basically the best. Uh, yeah. I'll bet he's not good friends with Manimal. Yeah. <laughs> arch Animal versus Manimal. <laughs> or we're arch, arch enemies. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested, like, again, Captain America Civil War, the way they're going to tell the story... Would not you you couldn't rush a story like this because they've spent three movies 
directing Iron Man in this direction mm-hmm. from you know, from the original from the first Avengers till this one. Like his character has drastically changed. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see Iron Man turn into uh, a boot-looking uh, government patsy. Yeah. Government. As, as uh, Captain America fights for our freedom. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm excited for the political pieces that'll be written about this movie. That will mm-hmm. be completely off base, but whatever. Yes, I can't. I can't wait to figure out uh, who uh, gets to who tries to claim whom. Yes. I assume Republicans will try to claim Iron Man or something. I don't know. Mm. Just like how they tried to claim the Empire was a uh, the good side in the original Star Wars trilogy. Yes. Anyway. Um, oh, should, hey. Yeah. You know what I just realized? What we did. We literally never introduced ourselves, especially oh my God, you're right. the fact that we have some... Uh, Rob, have you been on the podcast before? He is. He, he was on the first one. Oh, the, okay. The, no. the, the Doctor uh, Who one that no one listened to. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So, hey, everyone. This is Chris, and we've been podcasting for a while now. <laughs> That's true. Well, I can always insert this at the beginning, so... No, I can't. Um, At this point, I can't. But no, no, no. It's fine at the end. In, in my quiet intro, I'll be like, "Today we have Robert and Chris." <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, apologies to Jeremy's family. We didn't introduce ourselves. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. Also, we're right. drinking. This podcast has been a complete waste of time. Complete waste of time. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.